Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Keep It Cute podcast, and I am your host, Amber Simone. So in honor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, I wanted to amplify some badass women and men who are doing amazing things in their community. So today I have Saskia here with me. Saskia is absolutely a gem. Saskia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I was like, guys, she's the social media queen. I'm like, but I understand when those lights and cameras get in your face, it's like, all right. Yeah. This, I lo- this is real. I know. I love, I love chit chatting, but once the cameras are on, I'm like, oh, no, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> some things like some conversations, I'm like, oh, I should have been recording that. But then I'm like, actually, no, I'm glad <laughs> there was not a camera on me at that time. Just because obviously sometimes you don't feel as comfortable. Yeah. But I promise I'll make this as easy as possible. Oh, Amber's the queen. So I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm in good hands, y'all. Saskia came in here. She was like, girl, I'm taking notes. And I'm just like, I appreciate you. But do not take my notes. I'm like, you are the one who is doing it big. Like, what is going on in your life right now? I know you were just at Coachella. Yes. Like, what's happening in your world right now? Right now, um, I'm in. I've been telling all my friends that I'm in my boss bitch era. I love oh, wait, it. can I curse on here? Yes, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I know we keep it cute, but a boss bitch is cute. Yeah, boss bitch. <laughs> I'm in my boss bitch era. Coachella was really great. I've been in a really good space recently like mentally february was a crazy crazy month for me and then like march was like i was on the come up and then april after coachella was just really great i just like spent time with my friends i um have been like spending time with my family doing work um and yeah just like living my best life and like embracing my boss bitch era usually i've I've been not like insecure, but I've just kind of hidden that part of myself. So yeah. I'm like really coming to. So I'm really enjoying that time of my life. I've been hearing that a lot lately. Like one of my cousins just had a birthday and she was like, you know, this next year, she just wants to embrace like who she is and stop like kind of hot, not kind of hiding. She was like, you know, she kind of ducks off a little bit, but she was like, I'm about to get dressed up this year. I'm going to be outside this year. Like, I want to do the things that I enjoy. So whatever that looks like, being with family, friends, like it's always nice. Yeah, I don't know if it's, well, I'm, my birthday's in May. So I think it might be like, are you a Gemini? No, I'm a Taurus. Oh, okay, good. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I love a good Taurus. I'm surrounded by Geminis. I love them. I love them though. I love them. I love, I love, and you're an Aries, right? Yes, 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 I love good Aries. But yeah, Taurus season is like my season. So I, I think I think it. now it's like coming into that time. And yes. yeah, I'm just like not being afraid to be seen, like really just, you know, posting and like doing all the things yes. that I've always wanted to do, but yes. I've been like so afraid to do so i'm just like stepping into that time in my life i love which that is really great you. yeah i yeah. can't wait to see you pop out on the gram with the birthday photo oh, saskia i'm so <laughs> I'm in like, you're in my, we're having a beach bonfire okay? oh you're that coming. sounds you're amazing coming. yeah so girl well i love to hear that you are doing great mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. 
candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I kind of want to segue into really a little bit about your cultural background. I'm so excited to hear about your traditions, like what you love about it. So where we can start is... Where do you come from? Like, what is your cultural background? Yeah, so I'm a first-generation Indonesian-American. So my parents immigrated, like, in the year I was born, 1997. Mm -hmm. So they came and, like, moved to L.A. So I've been born and raised in L.A. Um, I was born in Montebello, California, East L.A. (laughs) We love East L.A. Um, But I, yeah, it's just my family and I here in America, really. Mm -hmm. So, like, all my extended family is in Indonesia. Wow. Yeah. But we were able to, like, build really, like, there's a really strong Indonesian community here. I mean, like, there's really a lot of pockets of Asian communities in LA. Like, there's Korea, like, K-Town, and there's, like, you know, like, a lot of Chinese Americans are in, like, the SG. I was just in Little Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, Little Tokyo. There's little pockets everywhere. Yeah, so there's little pockets. And, um, and, like, the Indonesian community here isn't like crazy as big as mm-hmm. like I would say other Asian communities, but I think um, it's really tight and like yeah, there it's like small, but like people know each other, and so yeah, a lot of my my family moved to Montebello, which is like twenty minutes outside of LA, yes, because yes. there was a big community there, and like a lot of people like young Indonesians moved here, and then like grew their families here so a lot of people I know are like family friends that I've known since we were little because we all kind of grew up together that's sweet yeah so that's where it and most of my family is like in Indonesia so we go there every couple years uh, when's the last time you visited? Yeah, the last time I went was in 2019. Okay, that was very That's so really recent. Really recent, right yeah. before it was like right after college, right before COVID, like the year before COVID, mm-hmm. and then we haven't been since. But hopefully, it could go like next year, this year, next year. Yeah, yeah I really want to visit. And are you, yeah. are you taking Nick with you? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Nick ne- is Saskia's boyfriend. They've yeah. been together for eight years. Eight like, years. I absolutely adore them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, we um we're going in like twenty. We went in twenty nineteen. That was his first time. Oh, okay, so he already went. So he with went. You. Yes. Cool. So he already went, and that was like a crazy. I a very formative um, <laughs> trip for me. I would yes, say yes. there was a lot going on, like family wise, but mm. then also having my boyfriend who's like a white man coming Mm -hmm. in and like experiencing the culture and like wanting to show him like you know this is how the culture is and it was great because he loved it he like really embraced it um i think indonesians whenever they see like someone of another ethnicity going there they're like oh my god a tourist like let me (laughs) you know treat them so well so it was really nice um Going there and him like visiting my family, all that stuff. It was really good. It was That's a good time. amazing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking forward to your next trip, honestly. I know. I can, I want to just go out and like uh, have a ball in Bali. Yeah. That's where we went. Do you talk to your family frequently who are still in Indonesia? We do. So my mom talks a lot Got to it. them, like fa- the technology now. So there's FaceTime, Girl, like everything. FaceTime. <laughs> and now they have Wi Fi. Like my family, my grandparents' house, they are like in a smaller village mm-hmm. in a in an island called Lombok mm-hmm. there and um when I was younger there was like no wi-fi no technology yes, but now yes. like there's like wi-fi and they could facetime so my mom keeps in contact with um 
all her sisters there often. Or like Facebook is like oh, the goodness, best place. Oh goodness, Facebook. Our yeah. parents love Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> they love Facebook. And like my dad's always like putting updates on there. Yes, and so, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so Facebook is good. But I usually kind of keep up with my tech savvy cousins. Mm-hmm. Like there's one cousin that I really love um, who's like close to age with me that I talk to often. But yeah, for the most part, it's kind of like, I see them whenever I go there yeah. and then we connect. Like time doesn't pass, you know, when I see them. But, I love that. But yeah, a lot of change during the years in between. Yes, yes. But it's nice that you still found a community here. Yeah. I feel like you can find a community in anyone who's not a blood relative, you know? Like yeah. whether that's someone you met at church or at work. Yeah. Like it really just depends. But outside of obviously building community, like what are some of those family traditions that you still take with you? Or what's one of your favorite traditions that you've experienced thus far? Yeah, hmm. with I think tradition, I think always in like Asian culture, it's like always center, centered around food like that's the biggest thing (laughs) um and so i'm i'm not a practicing muslim but my family is Mm -hmm. because like indonesia is the biggest um muslim population in the world wow Mm -hmm. um it's huge (laughs) and and so my parents we uh celebrate eid Eid mubarak which Mm -hmm. is like the end of ramadan and so that was actually like a couple weeks ago yes yes i've been seeing all the tiktoks everyone going through it together yeah like the fasting like the going home and like um fasting and then breaking your fast together Mm -hmm. i think that's been really like a tradition i remember since I was little and then like at the end of it um Eid where everyone goes to like different houses and like celebrates together and it's literally just eating like we just yes. go over to eat or like we hop to house to house uh-huh. and we eat and so like that's been like a tradition it's it's kind of sad now because I feel like a lot of people my age were all like kind of grown adults mm-hmm. and doing other things so I really look back fondly on like when I was younger and yes, like yes. seeing all the little kids playing together and yeah. we like that was the You're time like, that we'd, was yeah that was me we'd all get dressed <laughs> up and we'd go eat and we'd go hang like the parents would chat mm-hmm. and talk so that was like something I really liked um or like I remember looking back fondly yeah definitely you talked a lot about food so what's one of your favorite foods you're like Mm. if i had to take this for the rest of my life this is the one thing i'm eating for the rest of my life oh my god at least from your indonesian culture that's a deep question (laughs) if it's like two three four you're like wait (laughs) i'm like i can listen all off it's just crazy because like my mom it's so sad because i'm like i want to really like learn the recipes for my mom and for her she's like it's not that hard but i'm like i don't know where to get the spices no i like, know i know doing this for hours is like a lot like <laughs> yes. I'm not, i don't know how to do that but. i just use a crock pot for the first time oh my god and honestly i was getting a little impatient i'm like really? 16 hours in the crock pot like can we just yeah it's a meal for the next day <laughs> yes yeah. yes i thought i was gonna eat it the same day but it's okay <laughs> it's the next day thing <laughs> it's but <fine>. for <laughs> Indonesian food um i really like there's this thing called bakso which is like noodle soup like mm-hmm. chicken noodle soup but it's like with beef balls yes, and noodle yes. it's kind of like pho you make me hungry uh, yeah i love I that ate much today. <laughs> um one place that my parents love to eat um it's somewhere in roland heights mm-hmm. is like um what we call nasi bunkos which is like rice uh wrapped in banana leaf and inside it's like wrapped with like chicken and like a parboiled egg and like veggies oh and like um rendang which is like a beef and so they like wrap it all with like 
sambal, which is like chili sauce. Uh-huh. And then like you'd open it and like eat it and it's all kind of mixed together. Yes, but like yes. that's like one of my favorite. But, like when I think of Indo food or like whenever I crave it, I like always want to go there yeah. with You're my like, family. This is the one thing yeah. I know I want. So like when I, I see my family on Sundays, so they're like, oh, where do you want to eat? I'm like, oh, I kind of want to eat there. <laughs> You're like it's every good. week we're going here. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah, like, there's just so much in the cuisine. And I love it because like my boyfriend, Nick, he he loves it too. And he could eat spice way more than I can now. <laughs> like I, it goes through me. Not gonna yes, lie. Yes. You're <laughs> like, I'm going to chill out. Yeah, I'm like, well, I can't eat that. I can't eat it like that no more. But yeah, and like food from, um, even Indonesia that I can't get here, mm-hmm. I like think about sometimes too. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go to Indonesia to like eat some of that. Like yes. street food is like really good. Or like satay, beef satay. It's always pretty good. Yeah. Every time you travel somewhere, it's like the food's never the same when you come obviously back to America. Yeah. Unless you find like a little shop somewhere and like in a smaller community. Yeah. Like for example, um, Brandon and I went to Thailand a few years ago. And that was my first time having mango sticky rice. Oh my God. We came back here. And when I tell you, I was like looking for the same mango sticky rice and it just was not hitting like it was. Yeah. Mangoes aren't ripe. Like it just was not good at all. They don't so, make it the same. No, I know. Here. I understand what you mean. You're like, <laughs> eh, I probably can't get this here. Yeah. At home. <laughs> no, same thing. We went to Thailand too. And there was like a, a stall with like, they made like a seafood noodle thing uh-huh. with, um, mama which is their like ramen mm-hmm. the Thai version of like ramen and I was like oh I think about that all the time like I wish it was here I try making it by myself still not the same yeah you're but, like something's off yeah but going to those cut back home like going back to the country is just mm-hmm. like street food is like everywhere it's so easy to get and it's so cheap but yes, then yes. like you just pull up in your little motorcycle and you're like hey can I get this and I know like, I know you just go off but and you here, pay like two three dollars yeah and so here it's like not the same it's like restaurant and even then they don't like sell it the way they do a hundred percent it's always out here it's super fancy um even the street food i'm like five dollars a taco like what is going on no we don't pay five dollars a taco here two (laughs) dollars at most in i'm like what is going on (laughs) i love that though i'm like definitely one day i'm like just learning about different foods yeah like i feel like people you build community and it's a really good way to like learn about someone else's cultures like through food and conversation yeah like it's always a natural way to i don't know get to know someone yeah it's funny you say that because i um went to hot pot yesterday uh-huh. with my friends um at heidi lao and they're oh i love it yes yeah. yes in century city yeah century city yeah. so good and so i had a couple friends who had never been to like a hot so pot experience delicious. and it was just so crazy to see them i'm like oh for me i go like with my family all yeah. the time we like go to like you know Chinese restaurants, hot mm-hmm. pot, KBBQ. Yes, yes. Um, and like they had had an experience that. And I was just like, whoa, like you guys are missing out. And they loved it. They were like so excited. They're like, let me get my sauces. Like yes, they were just so yes. amazed. And so I was like, we need to go more yeah. to more Asian places because I feel like Asian cuisine, especially Ha, like has some sort of experience with it a hundred percent like hot pot it's like you have to like cook it and all that stuff it's yes. not just like a sit down they present i know here's your food yeah <laughs> or like kbbq like you could either cook it yourself or someone's cooking it for you so yes, it's like, think, yes. like very interactive and yeah, so in community really- like a lot of talking so i think that's like always the center of like asian culture at least for me it's like food is just 
brings people together. A hundred percent. Like in the last few years, it was my first time having a KBBQ experience, eating hot pot. And then also like my first time going to Din Tai Fung was like a few years ago, but it was so like when I tell you after eating Din Tai Fung's dumplings, I was like going to like small hole in the walls. I was like, if Din Tai Fung can make dumplings like this, yeah. like I want to taste like some authentic dumplings. Oh, for and like sure. I am obsessed with dumplings. Um, KBBQ, like you said, like the experience of cooking your food and then Heidi Lau, like the so- spices and the sauces, like it was so good. Yeah. I was like, it was so delicious. Yeah. If you want to ever come over to the SGV San Gabriel Valley, I can show you all the authentic spice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Like just even like Din Tai Fung, it's so, I feel like, um, now commercialized like there's a lot of different places that i love it but then also love like the small mom and pop Mm -hmm. restaurants and just supporting the small mom and pop definitely like in monterey park there's a place called mama lou's Mm -hmm. check it out y'all mama lou's (laughs) shameless plug plug. (laughs) not sponsored i know (laughs) but they they're like very similar to din tai fung and that's where i'm like if people love din tai fung i'm like oh let's go to mama lou's because like that's where i go with my family and like wait is that close to you where you live now not right now okay, it's a, okay. It's in, um, I was like, we can get dumplings anytime yeah, but it's not too far it's like maybe 15 minutes out from downtown okay, LA okay. so it's not far yeah that's not bad at all girl I'm like I know you said we got to get food together one day and we'll, we'll make that happen after this podcast guys oh yeah I'm such a foodie I'm like Amber let's go everyone like even my friends yesterday I'm like let's go food tour Asian food tour because yeah just like community I have a lot of Asian friends too but then it's also so fun and our introducing people who aren't like yes. Asian are used to like like even coming from different states like it's different and mm-hmm. so I forget that because I'm like oh, I'm just so used to it I like grew yes, up in a very yes. Asian community that I forget that other people haven't experienced it so 100%. I love like bringing someone to like a new restaurant or yeah. something yeah speaking of experiences so this is a little off topic but like you mentioning taking like someone to a new experience and you're like oh like everyone else has actually not done this before so guys, last week, we took Saskia and Nick to Cirque du Soleil for the first time. And I think it was the Corteo show. And when I tell you, they were so in awe. And obviously, like to us, we're like, oh, like it's Cirque du Soleil. Like we love seeing, obviously, it's acrobats and it's magic and it's dancing and it's performances. Like it's an absolutely amazing <laughs> what'd you say gob stopping I show gob smack jaw dropped <laughs> yes because yes that's oh my god i thank you so much for introducing so me glad to the you world guys could go. Du Soleil because i was like psh, mind blown nick i've always wanted to go and i'm like oh it's uh, i've seen friends go but i never knew what it was yeah and, and you'll see it on billboards yeah. but it's like i see a lot of stuff on billboards yeah i didn't know what to expect <laughs> and then that I did not expect that. Yes, um, yes. Or I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. We were just amazed. I was like. Yeah. Every time we would look over, it's like we've been to a few shows. We went to one in Mexico. Um, there's been a few out here we've gone to. And I feel like Brandon, he's probably been to like double the shows that I've been to. But then bringing you guys with <laughs> us and it being your first experience, like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. So I could only imagine when you bring someone for example, to a Din Tai Fung or to a mom and pop shop of a food they've never tried. It's like, 
Same same vibes. Yeah, like, like what have I been missing all my yes, life? Yes. What have I been going to Cirque du Soleil all I my know, life? I know, I know. But yeah, it is like that. Like at Heidi Lau, everyone was just like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing!" And I was like, "Wow, like I'm so used to this." Or yeah, like going like with my parents. Yeah, um, and I do enjoy going with my family, but like to bring friends there, where mm-hmm. it's just like a ball. Like the whole time we're like Heidi Lau, yes. Heidi Lau. Like we're screaming to the waiters, and they were like, "What's going?" I on? So that experience was just like, oh, I can't wait to like, I think especially when I was little, it was like very hard to share my culture with people mm-hmm. sometimes or people already had understood the Asian culture. Like they're like, or, you know, other people were like Chinese or Korean or Japanese, you know, like yes, in the community yes. I grew up in. So um, I kind of like took it for granted mm-hmm. or like sometimes I didn't want to share my culture, especially in college. Like, I don't know, like it just was kind of like. It felt different than what mm-hmm. is like the usual yes, American yes. experience. So now knowing that they're like, oh, we love this. I'm like, oh, wow. Like having pride, yeah, like of yeah, showing them a treasure yeah. that they've never experienced has been so nice to Definitely. include. Yeah. And I feel like it's a new thing too. You know, everyone like celebrating different cultures. Like honestly, not too many years ago. Like obviously I feel like everyone was kind of like on the low. Maybe some people were more vocal about the things they love. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now like we're in an era where we can really take pride yeah. in who we are. And it's a good feeling because then like for those next generations like no like you will be prideful about you know where you come from and your values and just everything that comes along with it yeah it was very like like I think back to when I was younger I did um Balinese dancing Mm -hmm. which is like um traditional dancing from the island of Bali which is in Indonesia and it's like really different instruments and like it not usual piano guitar that you'd usually see it's like traditional instruments and like traditional dress um i don't know how to explain it but it's very colorful and it's like usually around a story but it's like through dance Mm -hmm. and so i was doing that since i was younger and when i was like in elementary school or like maybe middle school my mom was like you need to like perform that at the talent show you need to do that at the talent show and i was like no i'm not gonna perform that at the talent show that's so embarrassing are you kidding me um and then but now when i look back at it i don't do it anymore but i've always had those inklings where i was like oh like maybe i do want to go back and dance it's just um Sometimes the time commitment, but yes. like, I, yeah, I'm like, I have a busy <laughs> We're getting life. Older. I have a busy life. I'm getting older, but a lot of the people there, it's kind of like their extracurricular. I, there's like a troop, troop dance group that mm-hmm. does it um, regularly. And that's who I used to dance with. And I think back at it, I'm like, oh my God, that was like such a special hobby that I got to do that yes. not a lot of people knew about or like, were aware of so mm-hmm. now i'm like oh maybe like made this conversation make, making me think back to like oh doing it again because yeah. now i feel like if i performed my friends would come out everyone would oh, love, no, girl, like, we'll be there would with love it yeah <laughs> but like it's just crazy how like when i was younger it was just like oh like i'm so embarrassed yes yeah. yes it's like that because honestly like when we're kids and our parents are like no you should do this or like perform for your school or your friends you're like oh yeah bombastic yeah. side eye like, <laughs> look at me i don't want to be perceived yes yes girl i hear you 100 percent. yeah but now i'm like oh i want to really show the culture or like i need to just pull up pictures now i'm like i'll send them to you right you're I'll like you want to insert that at 2349 yeah you'll be like whoa what is this like so different um because like the makeup is just like yes, so yes. different and but 
I just like now I'm very proud. Like I love seeing that. And like sometimes I've seen videos of it on TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, I love Bonnie's dance. Oh my God, you do have to share those photos with me. Yeah, I have to find them. Yeah, It's like on my dad's Facebook or something. Oh Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing beautiful pieces of your culture with us, Saskia. I want to get a little into some of the amazing work that you're doing to amplify Asian voices, whatever that looks like at work, in your outside life. What are you doing? Yeah, well, I work at TikTok as a social media manager, editor um, for the U.S. and global accounts. So at TikTok, if you see anyone commenting on at as at TikTok, me or someone on my team, Saskia, someone on my team. Um, and I think for right now, this month, we are doing just like as a cross cross-functional wow very corporate jargon sorry (laughs) i actually said Uh, cross-functional like three times today so you're not alone we've been brainwashed wow (laughs) no one's gonna know what that means but i we are doing a thing where in past years we've done trailblazers so people in the community that have you know blazed trails and like really made a name for themselves but this year i think we're doing something called visionary voices and so those are just individuals who have made an impact in their community and on tiktok so um that includes like small businesses creators and just industry disruptors people who are doing like big things just out even outside of tiktok Mm -hmm. um so we're amplifying them and really sharing their stories and getting to know them um and yeah we're i'm i'm doing like a little segment on food as well just like not just on those creators specifically, but just like the community in general, like with within TikTok and Ooh, a food segment. What people I'm are like, talking we about. can never escape the food. I know. I feel like food <laughs> is just that's how like I feel like Asians and maybe I'm generalizing, but this like from personal experience, like how people come together. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, I guess segue little tangent, yeah, but my yeah. dad, um, he went viral on TikTok once Wait. because yeah. <laughs> on my account because I recorded him every day when I was working from home in like 2020 he would come and like he'd like bring me food he like walk in my room he's like knock knock hi here's like lunch um and I recorded him because it was like the same thing every single day Uh and he went viral on TikTok and he got posted there's um, a Facebook page called subtle Asian traits Uh where people just post like Asian memes or like talk about stuff um and it got posted there and people were like oh my god your dad's so cute so yeah that is adorable yeah yeah. so food I think is just like that's how a lot of especially like I would say first generation parents or or immigrant parents Mm -hmm. show love Mm -hmm. to their children or like to the people around them so I think that's why we're like focusing I wanted to focus a little bit on food just because there's so many great like Asian creators too who are like in the food who are foodies yeah like um Korean vegan I was like she's really big now she has a book I know I was like she's really big now she's an industry disruptor she's like really going off and then um just even her talking about her like family story yes, I think it yes. resonates a lot her and like Casey Young mm-hmm. I've been watching her a lot yeah it's just great so many food creators on TikTok that I'm excited to like show them and yeah and like support the small businesses that yes, are like yes. also in food big theme food I guess <laughs> that's for me I love to eat but yeah so yeah we're just like amplifying our visionary voices and just like the community in general I think it's so 
diverse and can be like one monolith of Asian, but there's so many different types of Asian. A hundred percent. Of Asians in the community, especially on TikTok. And it's really cool. Like we all come from different backgrounds, but a lot of the creators on TikTok that I get to like watch all have a, a common universal experience that they talk about. And sometimes it's conversations we've like never talked about mm -hmm. before until like people share it on TikTok. So it's really really nice so hopefully sharing those stories too yeah i was yeah. like like you mentioned there's a lot of things even prior to tiktok obviously tiktok is full of education yeah and you learn something every time you log on every time someone tells me like oh i don't have tiktok i have a what is it obsessive personality or something they're like i will get addicted but also i'm like there's a lot of pros to it because mm -hmm. when i go on like you mentioned like being in the asian community like underneath that tree like there's so many different types of people yeah and then underneath that there's so many different types of food and like different education like there's so many things that go into it yeah. and like when i log on like someone i watch is food with soy yeah and i think I met, soy, yeah, it's like, she's so sweet like literally i remember i met her at a food event actually it's yeah, <laughs> like she's so sweet and Jessica, I'm not sure about her last name, but she makes like the really cute oh, lunches. Oh yeah, Jessica. I love her. See? Uh, soul, soul, soul. Jessica Soul. I think she's Korean. I'm not sure. But she makes it food for her children. Yes. yes. And like she'll do little cutouts. Like there's just so many different things. And then she'll add the, her chopsticks in there and like add little tidbits of yeah. information in her videos. That It's really informative because without that, like sometimes you just wouldn't know. Yeah, definitely. And just like... um just like the culture role, they add a little bit of their culture into it. Like, you know, I follow a lot of Korean creators mm -hmm. or like Japanese creators or Chinese creators and they're all so different. And I love how they like insert like a tidbit of knowledge of like just what their family does because yes, it's like, yes. I, I feel like a sort of kinship because I'm like, oh yeah, we're Asian, but like the things that they do can be very different mm -hmm. than like what my family does or like what other Indonesians do yeah a hundred percent girl i love to hear that i'm like even a big thing like with the keep it cute podcast i'm always like i want to amplify voices and literally that can be anything under the umbrella and so like when we work at these corporate companies like being able to do that like it means a lot because i'm like okay what is my purpose here like what kind of mark am i leaving behind yeah. so obviously like you know being at those companies it's like who's really going to do the grunt work to yeah. amplify certain things so like as you know like getting asian families together sometimes is bonding over food yeah. and maybe like someone who's not in the community they wouldn't know that mm -hmm. so like you being able to amplify that during aapi month i'm like that's amazing yeah and i think like places like tiktok i think just our backbone of the whole platform is creators mm -hmm. and like diversity of creators so it's really cool that you know even internally like I, i'm sure you remember like there's a lot of programs for like api employees or just yes, like creators yes. and just like focusing and really giving a lot of heart to it which mm -hmm. i really appreciate i haven't worked really anywhere else to know how <laughs> it like, is in other companies but yeah this is, this is all it. but it's a high marker for me yes, like yes. going to other companies because they at tiktok people really really care about the communities that they're uplifting which mm -hmm. is really i don't know if it's rare in other places but like for here it sets the bar so wherever i yeah. go next i'm like y'all tiktok be doing this it's like what does your ergs look like yeah like, no definitely <laughs> are you like focusing on like you know the community that you're like 
uplifting for that month or are you yes. just kind of like oh yeah here's some like asian people to put on no seriously <laughs> yeah. also too it's like not even just during these cultural months or moments but like how do we continue this outside of that yeah you know like versus like okay we're gonna you guys got may and then like that's it like no like how do we continue these conversations following these cultural moments because like you guys aren't just here for a month you know? yeah no definitely yeah girl we're here we're here i know here to stay. <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and even guys a little background so saski and i actually met at tiktok TikTok, I'd say, was my second job because I was working at ByteDance, but yeah. still the same family, if you don't know, all under the same umbrella. And Saskia has always been on the social media side. I used to be in social media on my other team, but I quickly transitioned into <laughs> partnerships. Like I was telling you before, like I remember having that always on mentality. Yeah. I guess for you, like working in social media and also having that always on mentality, like how has that affected your mental health? Like overall, <laughs> you said it bomb. <laughs> oh, I could go on for days about this. Yeah, I was like, I actually quickly had to make that shift out of doing someone else's social media because I wanted to put more time and effort into my own. Yeah. And I just remember like everyone has a different voice, but we wanted to be a certain voice. Mm -hmm. And it just was a lot that went into being the voice of a large social media page. Yeah. It's very, uh, I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. And it's not for the week, I think. Um, and I feel like my mental health has been affected by the role in in many different ways in good ways and bad yeah. um and it's just like a matter of like managing it and it's taken me a long time especially it's my first it was my first job so like and it's a re social is very demanding mm -hmm. um a lot of people don't think that it is but i think because it's like 24 7 and um there's like misconceptions of you know um there's a social media team or like they're just an intern but it's usually like one person mm -hmm. doing you know <laughs> everything. everything from like creating the idea sometimes like creating the asset you know executing and then reporting on it doing the analytics mm -hmm. like and then having to do that again for the next post because it's like on the engaging like, it's on, a lot yeah and like <laughs> um commenting and mm -hmm. like copywriting it's like so much and it's often on one person mm -hmm. for the most part um like right now I, I i'm just a team of me um an agency and like my manager and mm -hmm. like that's it's just a lot and so i think it's really taxing but it's even more so hard and sometimes hard for me to wrap my head around that it's like TikTok uh, is a platform and then there's a social account representing the brand yes, yes. Um, and so that is also weird because it's like it's different than any other like product, say like a water company or like mm -hmm. a water bottle company, you know, like you're you have a product that you're selling. This one is like the platform itself. And there's so much also going so on much in the platform. <laughs> yes. So and like what we talk about all the time is that TikTok is the center of culture. Mm -hmm. And so how do we like portray that on our social media accounts is like that TikTok is like the center of culture because there's so much culture going on in different facets like not everyone's for you page is the same so how exactly. do we kind of condense that all to like show the brand tiktok as a brand um it's very i could go on mental there's so many like things going on yeah mental gymnastics <laughs> that i'm like Ooh. um but yeah but i've like worked through a lot of like mental health um it's it's taught me a lot especially mm -hmm. about like what i 
appreciate in like jobs and like what I like to do. But yeah, social is a lot and definitely I'm like kind of making strides to focus on my own self, yes, you know, because yes. thinking always like sometimes in the past it was like scrolling on TikTok and then um, and then I just kind of like think about work because I'm like, oh, this trend, we could top on this trend. Yes. There's this. So you it's never always, shut it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it was a it's been a great learning lesson and I've learned so many stuff so much stuff from it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like interested in what I could apply that to. Of course. Whether it's my own, whether it's another brand or I don't know. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm like, you got the skill set, girl. You've been it's a lot. <laughs> literally there on your back. Like they've yeah. been on your back these past three years. I'm like, oh my god, don't look at me. I know. Don't look at me. <laughs> All right. So we touched on mental health at work a little bit, but I want to touch on mental health in your community. I know you brought it up a little bit earlier, but what does that look like and how do you cope with all of it right now? Yeah. Well, mental health, she's been in the ringer a few times this year, um, but I've been making like really good strides like therapy and everything. But I think mental health in the Asian community has been like a very interesting thing that I've talked about. And TikTok honestly has helped me like really dive into being first generation. So being like first generation um, of immigrant parents, I think is just such a unique experience that mm -hmm. not, if you're not in it, like you don't experience all the feelings that come with um, just like dealing with your family coming to another country. And Definitely. so I feel like that has been something I've dealt with like a lot especially during college like college and beyond I've experienced that like with my family coming from Indonesia and like living here and we weren't like the most affluent like honestly a low-income family and mm -hmm. so a lot of that I think is put on the on children not not by our parents but like subconsciously it's mm -hmm. like things we have to deal with and so being on TikTok has been helpful because a lot of people have been sharing their like first generation experiences that I like love watching because I'm like oh I'm not alone yeah. and so that's something I've always wanted to talk about too just like maybe like posting on TikTok too just like especially being an oldest eldest daughter mm -hmm. in a first generation family I have a little brother but it comes with a lot of pressure that is just like inherently put on mm -hmm. ourselves um like having to support a family having to support a family that you know didn't know how to speak English for part of their time and so I feel like it's been a journey to kind of work through a lot of it um especially like being in a very collectivist society like in a asian in our asian community we it's community like everyone's helping each other mm -hmm. whereas like moving to america it's like very individualistic yes, yes and it's kind of like you're on your own good luck um which is why finding like asian community asian pockets here has been really helpful for my mm -hmm. family but even then so like my mental health has been it's been a journey. It's been a journey, you know, doing things for myself and like realizing that I don't have to carry a lot of guilt um, with my family mm -hmm. um, and just like working through it, especially like, you know, setting boundaries with family. I don't think that's a lot I'll, like my family didn't know what boundaries were. Yes, and so yes. like setting that up and like working through it in therapy has been really helpful. And I think just now a lot of first gen I notice are like going to therapy like and kind of working through a lot of the the trauma that mm -hmm. 
comes with being, you know, first generation and Asian immigrant. Yeah. And it's a lot. And um, emphasis on the firstborn as yeah, well. Yeah, firstborn. Yeah. It's very, I talk about it with my boyfriend a lot, just like, my brother doesn't experience all of that I experience, especially when it comes, you know, my parents, they um, they speak English, but then sometimes they want to like lean on someone because they mm-hmm. don't think their English is the best. No. And so they come to me and I'm like, I don't know. I also, I also had to fill up my FAFSA by myself. You know, yes, I don't yes. know how to do taxes. <laughs> like I'm learning as well. Yes. So it's like I have to, you know, grow up really fast to the be able to take care of both myself Mm -hmm. but then also my family which is like a lot to carry I think and not a lot of people um who grow up and are like maybe other generations like you know their family has been here for a while Mm -hmm. it's like not it's it's having to build a foundation from the ground up and I think that takes a toll on our mental health definitely Mm because you feel like you are the one that everyone's depending on yeah you know and you're like okay if I mess up you know what's next or like and then you you know you don't want to feel shame about any of it um I've heard like from a lot of like different immigrant families and again being first gen and then being the first born specifically like you really carry that weight on your shoulders because like all right, what are you going to do now? Like everyone's depending on you. And I'm like that, that I know is probably a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's like, it's not to diminish like my family's or my parents journey here and all the hardships that they go through. But I think um, because of all the hardships that Mm -hmm. they've gone through, that's like extra pressure on me that I put on myself to make it worthwhile for them. And so it's been a journey of just like, even getting to a point where I'm like, me just being happy and like not having anxiety or like not being depressed is could be good enough to that the journey that my family came Mm -hmm. here for makes it worth it you know me living a good life and like living a life for myself and being happy I think that um makes it worthwhile for my parents and even though I can't give them everything monetarily yes yeah just like me being in a good state I'm able to like be a good daughter to Mm -hmm. them and like take care of them when I can but it's taken a long time to like get to this get here and you're like we're still working through it we're still working through it yeah and like (laughs) Bretman Rock for example Mm -hmm. like I look up to I love him as a creator I love him too I love him as a creator oh my goodness like just like him as a person I love him yeah yeah Um, but like he talks about his like family and how he's been able to support them and just like the journey that he's gone on I admire that so much and Mm -hmm. it's like something I've always wanted to strive for I can't stress about it if I don't get there but but it's something to strive for and so I really like love looking up to him on that and like applying that to to my family but yeah it's a journey I'm still working on like Mm -hmm. every day you know being nice to my family even though I'm going through stuff you know and like also acknowledging like for them therapy is like very weird to them Mm -hmm. it's not I don't think as common like, why do you need therapy yeah <laughs> so what's wrong with you yeah they're like oh yeah. they're like why do you need therapy i'm like oh because you know how you raise me sometimes like gave me yeah. some stuff. <laughs> a little ptsd, a little PTSD. Yeah. and they're like what well, i didn't do that yeah. oh my goodness like, saskia yeah. it's something honestly even like with our generation collectively i love that we are like digging deep to our core yeah. figuring this out while we can so we can be like a better version of ourselves yeah, in the definitely. future. Because even I just think 
you know, my mom, like she's not an immigrant whatsoever, but when it comes to therapy, yeah, it's like, and she's not like super like against it, but like, I know some family members are like, why do you need therapy? Mm-hmm. Or like, and it's just older generations yeah. where it's like, they kind of, and again, kudos to them. They did so much for us to be here. Yeah. But then also we never have to kind of sit in that trauma mm-hmm. and then let it continue for generations yeah. to come. I think acknowledging like, okay, you know, I was not perfect. Here are some things that I could have done. It's so important to figure out who you are and to make sure like when your kids are here, you can be like the best gentle parent as possible. Like, I can't wait to be a gentle parent. I know know some people hate that, but I'm like, I will not be smacking my kid upside the head. Like, that sounds crazy. No, like crazy. (laughs) And you know what? I like in the beginning of my relationship with Nick, I was like, oh, that's normal, whatever. Because like, that's how my parents were with me. And then Mm -hmm. like years therapy, I was like, whoa. Flying at you from the corner. Yeah, literally, like a wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you said this is normal. Yeah, I was like, this is normal. That's how I'm going to raise my kids. And then I like therapy. And I was like, yes, whoa, yes. I'm definitely never going to do that. Yeah. I just want to like hold them, tell them I love yeah, them so much. The little the learning corners they have now. Yeah, like. yeah, I just want them to like blossom and like be loved. Yeah. And like, and not be afraid of your parents, which yeah. again, it's like, Obviously, everyone has different experiences, even the kids who got whoopings. Like, I think a lot of us turned out okay. But I'm like, going through that, it makes you a little bit afraid to like maybe talk to your parents about things or like, you know, I would like to be the parent where my kid is very comfortable with me and not crazy. Like, obviously, I'm still your parent, but I don't want you to be scared of me ever. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's a a thing. And Asian communities too that like sometimes our parents aren't as open Mm -hmm. emotionally with us just especially like being immigrants too like they have there's so much trauma and that Mm -hmm. they have to like close themselves off like my dad he's not the most like emotional person um but we're like kind of working through it but it's like it's different like I don't want that relationship with my kids like Mm -hmm. I want them to tell me everything and be open to tell me like the negatives and the positives yes, in their life yes. and like me helping them through it and like uh, connecting with them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I hope in the future. That's what I'm working towards. Yeah, that's all we could really want. Yeah, I have to, I have to heal this I know. part of me <laughs> and then I can move forward. But it's, it's like the most exciting thing that like for me in the future, I'm like, oh, I could do that with my kids. Yes, yes. Girl, the amount of TikToks I have to say for like parenting tips. I'm like, yeah. girl, I'm not about to, guys, I'm not about to be a parent anytime soon. I promise. But it's just like little things. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Oh, this is adorable. Yeah. And I'm teach my kids how to cook. Yes. Like a Montessori kid. Like the little, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the little kids on TikTok with the cookie. Yeah. Like they have a whole kitchenware. Like it's crazy. They're set for life. They, yes. They have yes. Oh, I, I'm absolutely in love. I, we'll be great parents one day. Yeah, Saskia. I know. You, Brandon. Oh, Stop. <laughs> Those kids are going to know everything because they're going to be so driven like you. Look, I'm going to get them the little kitchen set. I'm like, Saskia, one day we're going to be sitting there with a the hot pot. Yeah. <laughs> going through different cultures. Yes. Like you will be a culture child yeah like no questions asked yeah i'll take them to the asian hot pot come on yes i'll drop them off (laughs) (laughs) this is on camera saskia so when i need to drop them off fast forward 10 years later (laughs) she's like amber i changed my number i'm so sorry (laughs) all right before we wrap up the keep it cute podcast i always like to ask a few fun questions to my guest of the week so this week saskia We're going to end this with a few questions. Question number one, who 
was your most listened to artist in 2022? Oh, my God. Um, You know, it's Miss Taylor Swift. <laughs> I love her. I don't know why. I just got like a really yeah, big Taylor. Yeah, got the bug. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've listened to her all like my life and I just read, she was my number one. I was like, whoa, I didn't think so. And I was like, wait, no, like I really, I know all her songs. Yes, like, I'm a yes. Fan. Sometimes I'm, I'm in denial about some artists too, but then they perform and I start singing every word. I'm like, am I a yeah. fan? Am I a fan? Yeah. <laughs> I saw her in Las Vegas like um, a couple months ago mm-hmm. in her first, like first couple of shows of her three hour tour oh my and goodness. I like sang every song and I was like whoa where did yeah, that come from me like what <laughs> so Taylor Swift it's been brewing it's been brewing <laughs> I like her I love her music lovely okay question two so maybe not artists but who was your most listened to podcast in 2022 oh my god so I love my podcast but the one that I really love um was pretty basic with Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton, Miss mm-hmm. Remy Cruz. Um, love her. Love them both. Like they were my most, I don't know. I think it's just like similar to this. Yes, like they're just yes. like talking, chit-chatting, talk about like girl stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> I love listening like on my way to work yeah. and stuff. So. Sitting in that LA traffic for yeah, hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, two podcasts. It's like, I could listen to two podcasts in one drive home. That is crazy. crazy. I probably could do that like on these busy streets down here. It says you're like 0.3 miles from home, but it's going to take you like 17 minutes to get home. And I'm like, that math is not math. Not math. I was like, like, this does not make sense. Bad bad traffic. (laughs) But yeah, I could listen to that podcast. I love it. I've been fans of them since like, college yeah i went to like one of their they have like a live showing and i went by myself and i like asked them a question on their twitter and they asked the question like live and they're like oh there's something about coachella and they're like are you here in the audience and i'm like i am i'm (laughs) that is too sweet so i'm an og listener of them i love and now i'm an og listener keep it cute period you heard it here first (laughs) i love it Next, if you were an ice cream flavor, what ice cream would you be? Hmm. I believe. I, okay, this is like my, my favorite <laughs> ice cream. And I feel like I resonate with it. And Neapolitan ice cream. Okay, okay. I don't know why. I just feel like it's like a lot of different classic flavors in one. And like, love it. Yeah, It's yes. kind of basic, but... They don't like sell it in a lot of ice cream yeah, shops. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of like an OG ice cream flavor, but I don't see it a lot anymore. Right? I don't see it like at a salt and straw. Oof, they oh, don't yeah, have they're it. definitely Sorry, not they're making, It's going to be strawberries, Captain Crunch, something. Yeah, they're making <laughs> olive oil ice cream. And look. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like even at Rite Aid, like out of Thrifties, they don't even have Neapolitan ice cream. So that, where not is even it? Thrifties. Where is wow. it? Yeah, not even Thrifties. I've checked. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I've checked every single store, I promise. But, yeah, but I love a good Neapolitan. Like I love a good chocolate vanilla. Like there's like the basic side of me, like the vanilla side. Uh-huh. Like the chocolate side is like so sweet and like strawberry. I don't know. I don't Just know. Just the mixture of it Just all. Just the mixture of it all. I'm a person <laughs> that likes options and that multiple options in one so i can never get bored of it Ooh, yeah well it sounds good yeah and lastly so what are some of your favorite asian owned brands i've had this question for a few people now but put us on like it could be food fashion beauty whatever yeah it's funny because like um some of the asian owned brands that i've like 
become familiar with have really because been because of TikTok mm-hmm. and like they would send gifting like with all these Asian owned brands. So the ones that I love that I've gotten from that um, Tower 28 Beauty, I yes. think their blushes raw. And the concealer, oh. eczema girl friendly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I love like their like lip stuff. It's just so like juicy. You know what I mean? Like, ooh. <laughs> to see <laughs> you kill me <laughs> i don't know how else to say that just that it is though yeah it you know is. like Ooh, i love it i love that and then um one that i wanted to try for a long time and then that i got in a gift package on t- at tiktok but then my dad threw it away i'm like rude oh, no. um was omsom which is like an asian owned like their sauces for food mm-hmm. um so like different cuisines like whether it's a like korean or like thai um and sometimes those bases of those like sauces or like for meals is very hard to make because you need like all these ingredients like yes, all these different yes. sauces so they make it into like one pouch for example and then you could just like mix it with meat and like oh. um vegetables and it's like the meal and yeah. i'm like wow that's so easy it makes it really easy so i really like them because they're like bringing Asian flavors to like girlies who like can't cook like yeah. me you know I can't cook I just you don't said we're want not throwing to the spices together but yeah it's they make it there. they make it so easy like a Thai larb for example they're just like mix the the sauce with the meat and it's there already and voila yeah so I love them those are those are the two that like from the top of my head. lovely yeah. well everyone's taking notes i am myself as well i need to get me some more tower 28 beauty honestly yeah, they're black yeah I, I really really enjoy them but i guess that is us wrapping up this episode of the keep it cute podcast saskia thank you for joining this episode thank you for having me i so appreciate fun. you thank you for sharing bits of your culture with me of and the course. podcast i've learned a lot myself and i hope it has also helped others out there as well so i yeah. appreciate you oh my god i appreciate you thank you for letting me chit chat and talk of and course gab, you know? <laughs> <laughs> i was like you are the perfect personality seriously oh, i could go on and on y'all <laughs> Look, she's like actually are you sure we're done yeah she's like what's <laughs> you want to talk about i, I know i know i love it and was like we need a cut now <laughs> it's okay you guys know what it is tune in every wednesday at 6 p.m pst to the keep it cute podcast and for all of the behind the scenes and tidbits make sure to follow at keep it cute pod on all socials i'll see you next week good night bye, bye. bye.